0: This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.
1: Now, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, W-O-G-L, HD3, Philadelphia.
0: Saturday Night Live with Philly Lieber. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the Law Offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Stern, Giordano. Talk. And speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live
2: with Philly Labor. And a good Saturday evening, everybody, and welcome in to Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we broadcast you live here on a Saturday night on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, along with Jay Doc. I'm Joe Kraus. Uh, on a Saturday night. It's a holiday weekend. Uh, we are now 10 days out uh, from uh, Christmas, and we're glad to be here on a Saturday night with an action-packed uh, show. Jay, Doc, going to jump right into it, but before we introduce our first guest, uh, just a quick hello to you. We've got a good show lined up tonight.
1: Absolutely. Really uh, action-packed show, like you said. Uh, a- anybody who's been uh, watching the news in Philadelphia or reading the papers knows that the City Council of Philadelphia approved the Fair Work Week bill and the 15-hour hour uh wage hike uh and i'm ecstatic to have on the program uh, councilman mark squiller representing philadelphia's first district councilman welcome to the show
0: thank you so much for having me on
1: it's great to have you uh let's get right into it um it, it, the, the the bill was uh, the fair work week bill was recently passed if you can tell our listeners what that is
0: well fair work week is a scheduling legislation uh where that there be a uh, two-week notice of um Scheduling for all, all employees uh, for any uh, business that has 30 or more uh, locations and over uh, 250 or more employees would have to now provide a, a two week notice on, on scheduling.
1: And the, the, the employees that, that this uh, bill impacts, how does it help them?
0: Oh, well, you know, a lot of these jobs, and, you know, especially in the hospitality industry and, uh, you know, some of our, our, our restauranteurs. Uh, we we have people who have work multiple jobs. And to be able to plan out uh, your schedule over a two-week time allow you to work that job and maybe another job so that you can predict it. Also, if you have children or, or people that uh, you have to care for, you're able to schedule that into a plan at least two weeks out. So this gives them not only the flexibility of the part-time job or, or the job that they're working, it also allows them to know the actual hours that they'll be working that week.
2: Councilman Mark Squilla joining us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Uh, Councilman, what was the resistance? Was there any resistance uh, to the bill?
0: Uh, I mean, yes, there, there there was resistance from some folks that said, you know, it's, it's almost impossible to schedule out two weeks. They said that, um, you know, if people want a flexibility, sometimes this may, be, this may hamper flexibility in that uh, you're scheduling people out there, and then if they have to change their their schedule or if they have to do something that uh, would alter their time that they have to work, would somehow uh, penalize either the business or the employees. So, you know, we went round and round with a lot of the um, different um, businesses associated the hotels and the restaurant businesses and tried to codifying the language, what their concerns were. And at the end of the day, not everybody was totally happy with the bill. But, you know, a lot of other things can be worked out through regulations in that, you know, we, we're trying to move the needle forward on poverty and to give people the ability to, to, you know, schedule their lives out. And with the fair scheduling legislation and the $15 an hour legislation for city employees and people who contract with the city of Philadelphia. We feel we're starting to do that.
2: Mark, just so the, uh, so the listening audience has a handle on it, what was the amount of time that, uh, that passed from the time the bill was introduced until you finally made it to the point where the vote was initiated?
0: Oh, it was introduced uh, at the, end of the last session. So you're talking in June. And we passed it in December.
1: And we've talked about it. Uh, Pat Eiding has been, you know, on, on his monthly uh, show, the President's Hour. We've talked about the bill many times. One, one of the things that I was happy to see was that it overwhelmingly passed uh, in, in in council. Uh, quick question for you: How would the bill be governed? How, you know, in, in in regards to employers uh, to enforce the actual legislation.
0: Well, it's like anything else. And we—it's this is going to be on a report basis that people, you know, by complaint driven. Uh, so we're going to have to be able to have a complaint. And then the uh, the city would then have to go out and investigate uh, that complaint to make sure that they're complying by the language and the spirit of the language in the legislation. Um, you know, I'm sure it's going to be a challenge early on until we get an idea of how everything will work. Uh, But just like anything else, it's, uh, you know...
1: There's going to be a transition, period.
0: transition. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It's going to take some time. And, you know, if there are tweaks that need to be made, it's not like, you know, a lot of times people say, oh, well, it's anti-business legislation and you're going to chase people away. We don't want to chase anybody out of the city with this legislation. This legislation is somewhere where we could work together to make it better so that, you know, people who are getting paid a fair wage and, and have proper scheduling are more apt to stay in a location. You don't have to retrain them. You know, your recidivism, you don't lose people uh, from working. You'll be able to keep them for longer periods of time. That would benefit uh, not only the workers, but benefit the the business also. So we see this as a win-win on, on both sides of uh, but it's a learning curve, and it's a challenge when you're not used to doing something uh, that you now have to do. You know, there's always a little resistance and pushback. But the city is willing, even council is willing to work with these businesses, knowing that we're partners in this. Uh, you know, so if we need to uh, alter or change something or tweak along the way, we'll we'll be able to do that. Now,
1: now Councilman, uh, before we go, you introduced the 15-an-hour the wage hike for city workers and contractors. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: All right, what that is, is it, oh, over time, right, right now we're at 1220, and in January the, the, our legislation kicks into 1240. Uh, but then the following year, uh, any city worker or anybody who contracts with the city will go up to uh, 1325, and then year two will be uh, 1375, and then 1425, and on the fourth year we've, we'll be up to $15 an hour for every city worker and anybody who contracts with the city of Philadelphia or subcontractors. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just that when we see the, the people's wages and, and the struggling that goes on uh, throughout our city, uh, we, we feel that we need to do something to let the people know, and especially the working people know, we're the ones who really, you know, drive, you know, the, the city of Philadelphia, that we're working with them and we are trying to move you in poverty to help them get a leg up.
2: Councilman Mark Squilla joining us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Mark, the vote was right along party lines. I want you to listen to an eight-second audio cut uh, from Councilman O'Neill. Unionized employees with good pay, good benefits, and negotiate their contracts. And I think that should be sacred, and it should have been left out of this as well. But it's included. This be- that was Councilman uh, O'Neill speaking on six ABC. The audio courtesy uh, of six ABC. Does the bill, uh, Mark, uh, fall into where it affects the city workers' union contracts with the city?
0: Oh, the, the City of Philadelphia. As far as the, I think that 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 clip was uh, speaking on behalf of the uh, Fair Work Week legislation. The fifteen-dollar-an-hour legislation was unanimous, so that was across party lines that everybody uh, voted in support of that. Uh, fair work we get. We did have three voters a- against that uh, on the Republican side, and his comment was uh, about collective bargaining. Union employees are, are people that they thought should be excluded from that. But what the language in the bill does is says that if you are a union employee through collective bargaining have made agreements, you can waive these provisions. So if the union and the business have both agree to waive these provisions as part of the collective bargaining, That's fine, and the city doesn't take that into effect. So as long as that happens, uh, we believe that the union employees are protected here and uh, can work with their employer uh, to waive these options if if they deemed it necessary.
1: Now, Mark, what's important to know is that labor was completely behind both of these bills. Am I correct? Yes. I mean, we talked about both of them. President Pat Eiding of the AFL-CIO here in Philadelphia, we, we pumped the, uh, both of these bills for the last several months. And so and that's why it surprised me when I heard Brian O'Neill, because at the end of the day, I, you know, we it was unanimous on our show. And we've been dealing with it for several months.
0: Yeah, I mean, and Brian was Brian's uh, statement, Councilman O'Neill was that all? Collective bargaining should just be exempt. In other words, you you have your collective bargaining, which unions have the you know they abide by, it, and that's what unions want to do. They want to they want to agree on their own contract and, and work on it. Um, so he's saying that that it should be exempt that unions sh- shouldn't uh, union shops uh, should not have to abide by any of this legislation. But like I said, with the provision in the fair work week, is that all right if, if the unions decide not to abide by it? Uh, and they, they want to put that into their collective bargain agreement. The city waives that option. Well, but if know. not, then uh, maybe you include this option of uh, fair work week scheduling. In the next contract as they move forward.
2: On the platform of Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, Councilman Mark Squilla uh, joining us here tonight, and I use the opportunity as we say uh, thank you to you, Mark. Uh, I use the opportunity to say to you uh, personally, well done. You continue to do an incredible amount of work for the people of this city, uh, and I want to make sure that uh, we say thank you so much. Well done, Mark. Appreciate it. Well,
0: Thank you, guys, and thank you for having me on, and uh, keep up the great work, and uh, your show is great though so.
2: thank you councilman have a great holiday
0: right. you too Take
2: care. Bye bye. All right. Good stuff from Councilman Mark Squilla. Good way to start uh, the broadcast here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. Jay, Doc, we'll get to our first commercial break when we come uh, back to uh, the studios here uh, down at 4th and Market. and We continue to roll along uh, here uh, in the hour. Uh, what is Cole's Challenge? We'll tell you all
0: about it uh, when we come back after the commercial break.
3: My name is Cole McCaffrey, and today I would like to speak directly to every American. Did you know that over 20 veterans commit suicide every day? Or that 39,000 veterans are homeless on any given night? Edison High School, located in Philadelphia, now sits vacant. However, these crumbling hallways are a war-era landmark as they were walked by 64 young men who gave their lives in Vietnam. It was the largest loss of students from any single high school in our nation. I'm proud to announce that this building is currently under construction and is the future site of Edison 64. This project will pay tribute to those 64 young men
2: and back here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, along with Jay Doc uh, here in the studio. I'm Joe Kraus. Jay Doc, we'll let our next guest, as you introduce him, pick up the story uh, from there. As we went into the commercial break, the question was, what is Cole's challenge? He is here in the studio uh,
1: with us to tell us all about it. Jay Doc. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, my pleasure uh you know to, to to introduce cole McCafferty and his father brian McCafferty. Uh, cole is a, it's a festive day here for cole because he just got a scholarship to st joe's prep congratulations cole
4: thank you mr doherty it's
1: great it's thank great to have you and 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 uh, I, I. You know what that means, Jay I know. Well, listen. I'm going to make. I'll be making <laughs> a call Saint to Joe's Roman Prepper, Catholic it, it's tomorrow. It's
2: Either St. Joe's Prep or Roman. Right. And you know, you know, I'm checking the box for prep. Right? I know.
1: And I'm, <laughs> I'm calling my guys at Roman tomorrow. We're gonna, we may have something for you there. But um, and also uh, Brian McAvoy, who's a Sports agent, president of uh, MSM Sports here in Philadelphia. Uh, guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. It, it's great to have you. And and uh, we know you're listening to that clip and that that explains a lot but if you will Cole, um tell us a little bit about cole's challenge
4: well cole's challenge is a challenge to children throughout the united states to perform a random act of kindness whether
1: that be uh helping someone with their groceries or or <clears throat> any, giving back to in any way possible yes uh and and y- y- when you, you, you this is getting a lot of this is getting a lot of hold here in 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 uh, around the country i mean from, from, from what i understand uh we, we you know we uh we there was a donation made by the the Dallas Cowboys am i correct there yes jerry jones personally wrote me a check
2: i mean that's how does that work cole how do you uh tell the audience how you get uh, a check from Jerry Jones. Do you did you reach uh, did you reach out to Jerry? Tell us a little bit about how that worked.
4: <clears throat> yes, well, I believe that.
5: Well, you'd have to talk well, to my father. Yeah, I had actually had made the phone call to the Dallas Cowboys on behalf of Cole, and I submitted his bio uh, about what hashtag Cole's Challenge was, the awards that he had received, and they were very excited. And the Eagles were actually playing Dallas. They were, they were home on a Sunday. We contacted the Dallas Cowboys on Wednesday. Uh, when Jerry Jones heard the story and the Dallas Cowboys' his assistant told Mr. Jones about the story, he heard about it. He actually overnighted the check. He wanted to make sure that the check was here before the game. So that check arrived Friday before the
1: game. And uh, consequently, or subsequently, or unrelated, the Philadelphia Eagles also made a contribution. Uh, And and tell me, what what was that contribution, Brian?
5: Well, you know, they were a little bit inspired after they heard the Dallas Cowboys were the first one to accept hashtag challenge. Mm -hmm. And they overnighted a signed Carson Wentz jersey, which Cole will be auctioning off on his GoFundMe from this point forward. The 20th person that makes a donation on GoFundMe will receive that signed jersey. And how we're able to track that is And GoFundMe does have detailed records. So we'll look at the 20th person from this time, this day, and whoever that may be,
1: they will get the jersey. Now, um, the the, the funds, you you, you have, uh, there's going to be a cost involved in some of the renovations for the uh, the Um, build-out. So tell me what's going on at at Edison High School.
5: Uh, Well, Edison High School is under construction uh, right now. Estimated completion is June 1st. Uh, so, what happened was, Cole received these awards for a fundraiser that he previously did for the Veterans Multi Service Center and somebody that was uh, uh, previously had served that was going through some hard times. Mm-hmm. Uh, he presented that check last December at their Christmas party, at the Veterans Christmas party. Shortly thereafter, they made us aware that the Edison High School will be the future site of Edison 64, they told us about. Which is incredible. And that the Orange brothers donated the building. Uh, and the Veterans Multi Service Center has to raise the funds, okay, through various uh, mechan- various methods. And the, what the future site is, okay, Edison uh, sixty four. There's going to be sixty six one unit efficiencies that are earmarked for homeless vets. On the first floor is going to be a common area with classrooms that I'm told, uh, and we've seen the drawings over at Orange. Uh, that uh, there's going to be classrooms with educational programs to help these vets get back on their feet. But what's very exciting is there's a kitchen there, okay? That's going to serve the uh, people that are living there food. Wow! So the Veterans Multi Service Center, after the uh, Christmas party last year, December twentieth to be exact, uh, Debbie Derrick's, who's over works over the Veterans Multi Service Center, and Tim Williams, they said, "Listen, uh, would you be interested in raise continuing to raise money for us?" So we start talking and. They said, "Well, look, you know, what can we do?" And they came up with the idea of raising the money for the kitchen. <clears throat> so I said, "Listen, what's the what's the estimated cost of the kitchen?" And they said 50,000. I said, "Well, if we go th-, and it's it's a lot of work." Okay? It's a lot of work. Oh, no doubt, You're raising
1: 50,000.
5: Yeah, it's not easy. No. Um, but it's for a great cause. I said, "You know, is could we name the kitchen after Cole?" And they came up with Cole's canteen or Cole's kitchen. So, if the $50,000 goal is hit, that kitchen For the rest of his life, he'll be able to take his kids to and say, I raised the money for this kitchen. It's called Cole's Kitchen or Cole's Cantina. Brian
2: McCafferty and Cole uh, McCafferty are in studio with us. This is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Cole, you must, over this experience, uh, have learned a lot. You must have found yourself um, in different ways um, absorbing and learning new information about veterans and about some of the struggles. Tell us tell us about it.
4: Yes, well I never realized the immense difficulties veterans returning from overseas faced when they arrived back in the United States. And and I was really shocked by the statistics and they impelled me to, to want to do something about it, to remedy the situation because because our servicemen cannot cannot suffer poverty, abject poverty and and starvation. Once they return back to the United States after fighting for our freedom, that that simply can't that simply
1: can't be allowed. I can't agree with you more. And I'll tell you, um, and it's amazing. You're thirteen, right? Yeah. So thirteen, and understanding, uh, and and uh, uh, computing that at, at your age and understanding that. Uh, individuals are going, uh, representing our country, going overseas, fighting for our freedom and coming back. And it's interesting because uh, Joe Krause also does, you know, the synergy here. We do a lot of veteran stuff here. So this hits hits it home. Joe, you just, uh, you you, you know, the synergy that that you have with what Cole's talking about is unprecedented. No, no doubt about it. Uh,
2: Let me ask you, Brian, on behalf of Cole, Um, has the support been there? Is the support there outside of Jerry Jones and outside of the Eagles and some of the, you know, some of the professional people that can provide opportunity or possibility to raise funds? How about from the Delaware Valley? How about from the platform of all of the listeners on talk radio 1210 WPHT? Do they know Cole's challenge and are they supporting? Well,
5: I, I tell you what, I believe everyone's going to find out about it very shortly. So we really started pushing it a couple years, a couple months. Uh, I'm sorry, a couple weeks ago. Um, now individually, we had raised about seven hundred fifty dollars on the GoFundMe um, just to, to the amount you know what's involved in this and knowing how much time we have to raise the money. I knew we had a a, a leadway here. So uh, you know, to, to answer your question, yes. And the people that we've contacted so far, nobody says no. Everybody wants in. So those people, okay, the Dallas Cowboys, okay, the Philadelphia Eagles, Benoran Hopkins trainer, Danny Davis, who trains Cole, uh, has started training veterans on Sunday for free, okay? Uh, next Thursday, this Thursday coming up, Rothman is has invited Cole to their Christmas lunch. So i got to pull him out of school and bring him over there. I'm sure his teachers will love that. But they're going to be presenting him a check for two two thousand uh, dollars. Gene Over at Roth, they're amazing. Uh, there was a, pri- a, a a friend of mine just made a donation. Uh, right now, we're talking to Chickie and Pete's. We're talking to the Middleton family that own the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Boyd's has told us they're going to be doing something big. I don't know what that means, but uh, they said they're very excited about it. Uh, Mitchell Ness is excited about this. Um, there's, uh, I just spoke to the, uh, Carly over at the William Morris Hotel, over at 8th and Spruce, I believe. She's excited about it. Uh, the new pier that just opened up on uh, the Delaware, uh, uh, Delaware Avenue, I think it's called Cherry Street Pier. The person running that wants to do maybe a big event there. Um, Brian, what's the
1: deadline for the, you know, for the, uh, for the, the fundraiser?
5: Well, I, 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 right now I think there's, it's kind of up in the air, but we would like to have it done by March 1st at the latest.
2: We're in the middle of a conversation with Cole McCaffrey and Brian McCaffrey as we take a commercial break here on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. A little bit later on in the program, we'll get and deal with the Affordable Care Act and the deadline. Alan Kalish is in the studio. We'll get to that, but we'll continue our conversation with Cole and Brian. As we go to the uh, break, Jay, Doc, uh, you think we can get Sam Pond, our, one of our presenting partners on uh, Saturday Night Live with Philly Lane? Uh, to put the boxing gloves on again. Who knows? Maybe we'll ask him uh,
0: on our next uh, legal legal show. We'll get to a commercial break. Back in a moment.
5: here. Talk radio twelve
2: ten Back here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio twelve ten. WPHT presented by Pon La Hockey Stern and Giordano, driven by our good friends up at Chapman Ford and Jim Stevenson. For 31 years now, Jimmy has been serving the uh, union community. We're fueled, of course, by the Senesta Hotel, J-Doc, where uh, our round, our labor leader roundtables, which are starting to fill up in terms of the live shows on Saturdays, sure. uh, will carry on uh, in 2019. And then we're powered uh, by our friends at Teladoc. I must say, j Doc, as I uh, as we come back out of the commercial break with Cole McCafferty and Brian McCafferty, his father in uh, studio, um, I realize uh, how um how subtle and how powerful uh, Cole McCafferty actually is, because he will change the lives of so many people that he'll never know, and it's just an amazing thing. And I, uh, Cole, I say congrats to you uh, for the work, for uh, for getting outside of your comfort zone, uh, for continuing to push forward, and for doing what you do. Well done.
1: Uh, so, Cole, tell me about some of the awards you got. You got a uh, an award from John DeBella.
4: Yes, well. Uh- what uh, many pe- many of your listeners may not know is that John DeBella is involved with well, the Veterans Multi Service Center, the organization I am currently involved with. Now, the Veterans Multi Service Center is an organization that helps homeless veterans. Uh, the Veterans Multi Service Center is the one are
1: uh, the group who are currently revamping uh, oh, Edison so High School. Got it. And and John's a big supporter of of, of the initiative. Oh yes, Mr.
4: De is an ardent supporter of of the Veterans Multi Service Center. And he
1: and when did you get the award? Uh, May two thousand eighteen. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, you know, it's one of the things that I that I hope out of this initiative that you're doing is that a lot of younger people understand and get the and and, and learn. You know, I I want them to do the challenge. But, but I also want younger people to understand the things that you're saying in regards to, uh, you know, about, what, about our veterans, about what sacrifices they make, about what they do for our country. Every time you go to, and, you know, Brian, you're a, you're a professional sports agent. Um, you know, I get emotional every time I see a young group, a Cole's age, an individual singing the national anthem at our, at our game because, you know, at any one of the big pro, uh, sports arenas because of what it stands for. I mean, you know, is that one of the goals that you have to also spread the understanding and knowledge of what our veterans do for our country? Uh, of course. I mean, that's that's what we're doing.
5: So what we've said about Cole's Challenge is you don't have to, do, we would like you to donate to Cole's Challenge uh, so we can reach the $50,000 goal. Um, and what's amazing is if we hit the $50,000, they are going to name the kitchen after Cole, as wow. we discussed. And that's amazing. That's for a lifetime. How? But, how and if, if listeners are
1: out there listening... How would they get
5: involved? Okay, well, they can go on GoFundMe, okay, uh, and look for Cole's Challenge. Uh, and when we get up to like a thousand or two thousand, we make withdrawals. and It's very transparent. GoFundMe has fees; it's roughly two point nine percent, and then they pay per. Uh, there's a fee for per transaction. It's kind of it's somewhat affordable. Um, and then what we do is we withdraw the funds and we, we we send a check directly to the we drop it off the Veterans Multi Service Center. Or if they would prefer to write a check directly to the Veterans Multi Service Center uh, for whatever that may be, uh, they can send us an email for Cole's Future, F O R C O L E S, future at gmail.com, and we'll make arrangements to pick up that check and thank them. And they just write in the memo section, hashtag Cole's Challenge, and we'll drop it off at the Veterans Multi
1: Service Center. And that's actually this week, that's what we're going to be doing. And the, and the uh, th- they're hoping to um, have the. The facility finished by and I guess estimated completion is June first, two thousand nineteen. But March is when you're looking to raise the fifty thousand dollars.
5: I've spoken to them and they would uh, they I've asked, okay, so what, what is our deadline? And it's been tossed around, you know, winter early spring. So that's where I came up with March first.
2: Now coal is eighth grade. Coal is in eighth grade right now? Yes, sir. Okay, so he'll start wherever he decides to go to high school. He'll start in what would be the fall of 2019, right? So yes. August or September uh, of, of 2019. Well, he'll so, be
1: the most accomplished freshman at St. Joe's, perhaps, or any high school. Unless you try and pull something out of Rome. <laughs> time, if, so.
2: if I could bring
5: this up, this is rather amazing. So Danny Davis, who trains Benard Hopkins, he's also a friend of mine. He's training him tomorrow morning. He's training vets for free. Okay. Um, Danny has tremendous influence. He knows everybody. Sure. So you can imagine how he's going to be reaching out. We're going to be tagging. We're going to be doing video of him training Cole. Okay. So Mark Wahlberg has this thing on his Instagram uh, where he trains at 5 a.m. and then he turns around inspired to be better. Well, we're going to be turning around to him with a world famous trainer, Danny Davis. Okay. Who uh, he'll be training Cole and Danny's going to be saying, Hey, Mark Wahlberg, we accept your challenge. Inspired to be better, do you accept hashtag Cole's challenge? Now that's one person. Okay,
0: he has Pretty eleven. He's
5: eleven million followers. Uh, Hector Santiago, who I've represented, he's right now in Puerto Rico. He pitches for Chicago White Sox. He's waiting for this. So we're this is going to be pushed. And what we're trying to do is inspire kids throughout the country. You don't have to donate to this. Do your own thing. Give you know, back. Do, give back. Do whatever you want. Not the adults. We're not. You know, if the adults want to accept it, great. But, uh, you know, we go, go to the kids. You Creating do
1: awareness for something that I think is so important—it's incredible, man. I, I, well, I want to uh, obviously, Cole. I want to congratulate you on, and 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 uh, say you know we're behind you. Whatever we can do to uh, keep promoting this thing. And, and Brian, I mean, just off the charts. Uh, this really is something that 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 um, young adults and kids uh, should have. It's awareness they need to have. If I could just share this last story.
5: Sure. Yesterday was the anniversary of Sandy Hook.
0: Yeah. Okay.
5: Uh, 11 of the 20 kids that were murdered were buried out of the Catholic Church, St. Rosa Lima. I ended up taking Hector Santiago, ESPN went with us, and we were the first people to get inside the neighboring Catholic school where 11 of the 20 kids were murdered to talk to the kids. Now, a lot of people made donations, they were out doing things, but we actually went inside the actual school. Matter of fact, it was the church. And that became a pretty big story. And uh, uh, we became friends with Father Bob Weiss, who was the pastor of St. Rosalima. So I spoke to Father about 10 days ago. And he said, you know, the anniversary's coming up and it's gonna be a rough week. I said, okay. I said, well, guess what? I said, "Um, I hear you. I said, I'm working on something. What's amazing is yesterday, six years ago, I remember seeing that on TV, CNN. Okay, I remember Obama was basically crying. Right. And I remember going to school to get my son who was in second grade at the time. It moved me. But then we were able to make a difference a month later and go up and help those kids. It became sure. a big story. Yes, so Father Bob Weiss has taken hashtag Coles Challenge to St. Rose Lyman as students up in Sandy Hook. Awesome. And what's actually, you know, it's karma because yesterday, the horrible tragedy that occurred, at the six year anniversary is the same, the same day my son got a scholarship to St. Joe's Prep.
1: So it goes around. That's amazing. Oh, Ma- and, and, and you're right. You said the word karma. I mean, good, good things happen for good reasons. And so, yeah. I mean, gentlemen, I want to thank you both so much and, and uh, continued success. And we're here for you anytime you need us. Cole McCaffrey, Brian McCaffrey. Cole, well done, sir. Continue the
2: good work. Uh, nice job uh, by you. We'll get to a commercial break here on Talk Radio
0: 1210 WPHT Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Rolls on back in a moment. I've been coming out of that with them guys. Okay? And mm-hmm. I was a treasure of the Democratic Party. You know, I've been a loyal Democrat my whole life. But I've told people, and it hasn't yet, like I told you, it just didn't resonate with this election. If you look at the last few years, I've been telling people we have to become a little bit more individual. We have to be more of our own brand. Mm-hmm. We have to do a better job of becoming a business.
2: And back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210. WPHT, special thanks to Cole McCaffrey and Brian McCafferty uh, for not only coming into the studio, J Doc, but for uh, shedding some light on a dark night on a Saturday night in Philadelphia, a meaning time of day. But for that uh, 15 or 20 minutes that we had Cole and Brian, there was a great ray of sunshine coming through the window Our here. Absolute wisdom
1: beyond his years, and we can't thank him enough. It's a message that most young people should understand. Um Uh, so the future of health care coverage for millions of americans was thrown into uncertainty friday when a federal judge in texas struck down obamacare and uh certainly it's all over the news it's a a crazy situation and we're fortunate uh, enough to have an expert on the affordable care act uh alan kalish of kalish financial service in the uh alan do you want me to correct him I said Kalish. Is it Kalish or K- Kalish? I, Kalish. I, I, okay. Did I get it right now? Yeah, yeah. I got it right, Joe. See, Joe, don't mess with me. <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, you know, you see what I'm saying? Over the line and 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 questioning my. So so here's the deal. Uh, but Alan's a. Uh, He's an expert in the Affordable Care Act, and it's certainly today is ironic because it's the last day to file for the Affordable Care Act, a change, and I want to welcome you to to the studio. Thank you so much. Um,
6: One of the things I want to say about what happened in the last 24 hours is that nobody should panic. Nothing's going to change. You should complete your enrollments that are due at the end of the day. And you should know that coming into next year, there's not going to be any changes. Whatever is going to take place, it's going to take time to work out. And even at that point in time, the changes that, if any, that be implemented will take over a year or more. When the Affordable Care Act was passed in 2010, it took almost two years to implement it. So uh, there should be no worry about what effect that could have in the immediate future. The only thing I do want to say is that I don't believe that any changes that take place will take away the protection of guaranteed issue and coverage of pre-existing conditions.
2: Alan Kalish is our guest here in the studio. Alan, let's start. With the deadline, um, I don't want to assume that everybody understands that or knows that, what that means. The deadline is today. That means if it's 747 on a Saturday night here, uh, that means at midnight tonight, uh, that's it. That's the end of when you can sign up. Is that correct?
1: That's what I understand. And and, and certainly... Um, you know, there's. I'm. I'm assuming, and in, uh, there's individuals out there panicking now, like you just said. Um, that you know, with, with with what happened with the federal judge, and now you got Trump uh, with his. I think he he had a. Uh, let me take you to his tweet. Uh, President Trump lauded the decision, as I predicted all along. Obamacare has been struck down as unconstitutional disaster. Uh, blah blah blah. He the the reasoning that the Texas judge. Um, you know struck it down was because he you know they they forewent the actual uh penalty that was his that was his decision um however like you said uh I, this isn't going to take place right now and it's likely it still has to go to the supreme court and there's and, and so it's go, it's going to be on appeal before it ever really comes to fruition that's correct these things take a long
6: time to be to be done and to be implemented
1: now you've been you've been um you're an expert in the Affordable Care Act and, and, and you have worked a lot of people, you have a lot of clients um, who, who you've signed up and you've walked through the process. Quick question, um, are, when people get to you when, you, when you're meeting with them, are they typically confused? Uh, do they understand how to sign up? Do they understand the plans? Well, insurance is
6: complex. And most people don't understand the complexity. And it's my job to walk them through this process, give them guidance and advice. And that's where things become not so difficult anymore from my point of view. When you say I'm an expert in the ACA, I would say I'm very knowledgeable and experienced in group medical and individual medical coverage and things that relate to that. ACA has impacted us greatly, so we've learned to deal with the issues that the ACA has raised. And one of the things that I have been very fortunate and I've found fulfilling was to find people at the lower end of the economic benefit uh, of the economic scale who can't afford to pay the full premium and have gotten substantial subsidies from the ACA,
1: the healthcare marketplace. Like you said, you know, it's a very complex type situation. And if you're, if you're, my myself, and when you say complex, what do you mean? I don't understand that, healthcare. I don't. I don't saying. I'm saying, plan I'm saying take- the process of
2: going through the sign up. I I, I, I would I, think that would be just as confusing.
1: Yeah,
6: that's what I'm talking now, about. Now, the, the process is very easy. You you sign in, but you have to understand what you're putting in and what the results are going to come out. So, when you sign into the uh, to the healthcare.gov, I sign in as a broker for my client. So, I'm able to look at what we're doing and I'm able to help them if they're giving income that's not accurate. That's going to affect the outcome. So, the area to pay attention to is what the income is. What was in 2017? What did the ten forty the tax return show in two thousand seventeen? What is your income going to be in two thousand eighteen, and how do we project two thousand nineteen? So these
1: these impact what you're going to call, what you're going to spend. Well, I, you know, so we you know I as a small business owner myself, uh, you know, we, we we get our our uh, our insurance through the healthcare marketplace. I can tell you this: we made one mistake, and it haunted us for two years. And we met uh, Alan uh, on a broadcast a couple of weeks ago, and we were fortunate enough to have him come out to the house, my wife and I, and he rocked the house with that. He, he explained when he left, my wife and I were like gasping for air. We were so appreciative because you know not yeah i'm not even, you know i'm i'm not an expert at my tax returns i don't know we have a business so you have all kinds of stuff but at the end of the day it was a, a comfort to have somebody be able to to to, to go on to the uh, healthcare marketplace to be able to understand the plans and actually put the information in cuz we did it in the past and made huge mistakes alan what are some of the mistakes what are some of the well, common for, mistakes well the first that are made? thing in joe's situation was that the multi-million dollar, uh, my multi-million dollar annual salary.
6: I'm joking. I'm joking. Now, what happened was that there was income that his wife had earned the previous year, and the and the uh, the healthcare.gov information that was online was not had not taken it off. So that dropped two hundred dollars <laughs> a month in this premium. Oh, then the next thing was that I discussed with him the difference between a. A personal uh, provider organization and the health maintenance and I showed him that if he took the health maintenance contract the Keystone uh, program that would save him
2: a lot of money but just that example whether it's JDoc or a listener just that one example or two examples of a decision that is being made by the individual, the individual, in this case, Jdoc doc was kind enough to share the information, but I'm saying the individual, do they know they're making the wrong decision? No, anyone? no way. Well, they're
6: not and, knowledgeable
1: of the programs that are offered. Yeah, and and, and and it's the truth. I mean, it was such a pleasure to have somebody who understood it so you knew you weren't making a mistake, and I thought it was so awesome that it was important that everybody should know about it. Then all of a sudden, uh, you know, the, a Texas judge, and you know, Helen, you said something about pre-existing conditions, which I think is amazing because you 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 have people uh, out there today um, who are, and we've gotten all kinds of uh, inquiries about individuals, you know, are we going to, you know, is this going to drop our coverage, our pre-existing, inf- uh, you know, conditions? That's a big part of everything that's going on.
6: Well, that's a big fear.
1: And uh,
6: every program that I've ever seen, no one is going to take that away from the American public. That is such a core base of for the
1: coverage that it has. It will definitely be be retained. Healthcare has been an issue in this country for, I mean, obviously for decades and decades. Um, and when Trump tried to, you know, executive order the uh, Affordable Care Act out it's so intertwined with with our uh, with our uh, country today I mean our infrastructure that he couldn't do it so how can how how can they you know we talked about initially when Trump's big thing was he was going to create competitive situations you know statewide you know from you know from the uh, you know from state to state uh, can that still happen well first of all Insurance is controlled
6: by the state. The federal government's involvement in an overall program like the ACA has one impact. But ultimately, each state has control of the insurance market. So anything that takes place has to be controlled by the insurance market. Uh, For an example, one of the things that was discussed about was association business, which in my experience has been very, very troubling. Uh, Back in the 1980s, there was a lot of fraud that took place when insurance was going to be controlled by the uh, Department of Labor. The Department of Insurance is the ultimate say for insurance in Pennsylvania. And uh, the state of Pennsylvania would not approve this type of change in this market. And it destroyed that concept, which I'm not upset that it did, because I think that uh, there's a lot of problems. People try to form associations
2: that have no reason for being other than they're trying to get a discount on insurance. Alan, if somebody misses the deadline tonight... What happens?
6: They're not able to buy insurance for the coming year. Unless they have a special enrollment period, unless they move out of the metropolitan area or they move into the metropolitan area, if they get married or there's a life cycle change that takes place, then they have the right to purchase insurance. Or um, the typical example, an, empo- an employee is working at a company that has benefits. For some reason, their employee- employment stops. That is a condition that allows them to go out and buy Individual coverage on the uh, open on the Medicare market on but, the, or the regular insurance market, but
2: without the without a change of circumstance, if you miss the deadline and you're you suppo- buy and you're suppo- insurance, if you're supposed to react by midnight tonight or eleven fifty nine, whatever the cutoff is, and what does it mean by cutoff? The system just shuts down?
1: No, it means that you're not eligible to enroll. Now, if you already have it. From what and this is what we were going to do if we didn't if I didn't meet you and 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 get educated, um, if we already have it, you can ha- let it turn over. Uh, isn't that possible? In other words, you don't yeah, lose well, it. Well, there's two questions tonight.
6: involved here. One is. Uh, is the insurance to the ACA. Did you get a subsidy for your insurance? So if you got a subsidy for your insurance, you have to go back online and and uh, reapply. But if you're insured directly with Independence Blue Cross, it will automatically reinstate itself. Remember, this program opened up on uh, October 5th or November 1st. And uh, I have been in touch with all my clients and my clients have been in touch with me. I have everything completed by now.
1: But the bizarre thing about the whole thing is that you don't know your income until January 1st. We talked about this, but they go by the year before, correct? That's right.
6: And that does not uh, prevent you from signing up. You give your estimate of what you expect it to be and you can always go online and uh, and provide uh, updated information to the ACA. Now,
1: um, if you will, Alan, please give your contact information to the uh, to the listeners. I highly recommend Alan, uh, who's an expert and did a great job for me and my wife.
6: Okay, so my name is Alan Kalish, K-A-L-I-S-H. My company is called Kalish Financial Services. I'm at 2824 Cotman Avenue, Suite 6, and my phone number is 215-742-2500, and my email is a m Kalish at
2: Kalishfinancial.com. As we get to the top of the hour, we thank Alan Kalish for coming in into the studio. Alan, I've got to ask the question. I think I already know the answer. Uh, are you working tonight between 8 p.m. and 12? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> All right. Good stuff from Alan Kalish who joins us here uh, in the studio on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. That's going to do it for the show. Jay Doc, I can give you 30 seconds um, before I've got to get into the wrap.
1: Well, I just want to thank mm. uh, Councilman Mark Squilla for, for being our opening guest. Uh, great job with, with uh, with the, with the new programs that have been passed, the city council, I want to thank Brian and Cole McCaffrey for, for the great job that they're doing for our veterans and Cole's Challenge. Everybody get engaged. And, of course, Alan Kalish, uh, job well done. Uh, certainly, uh, I my family appreciates it, and uh, hopefully, you know, you're 100 percent right on everything that's going on in in DC. And
2: we thank you, J. Doc, for opening up your personal, Yay. Uh, everything listen. personal about your
1: insurance. We yeah. all the Delaware Valley. Listen, uh, I was now listen, I was that. going to be like Trump. I wasn't going to let anybody see it. But what the heck? Yeah,
2: you know, that's going to do it for Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We're all presented by the Hockey Stern and Giordano. One programming reminder: Don't forget. Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond right here uh, on Sunday nights, every Sunday night at 6 p.m. from 6 to 7. It's Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond. That's going to do it here on a Saturday night as we uh, say goodnight to the Delaware Valley on a gorgeous Saturday night and look ahead to Sunday night football tomorrow where Nick Foles will be your starting quarterback. On behalf of J-Doc, on behalf of all of our guests today, and certainly on behalf of everybody listening to Saturday Night Live. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody.
0: This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.